Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generic Podcast, where we talk about everything horror, sci-fi, and sometimes fantasy. Welcome to another episode of the Generic Podcast. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on in Austin. This is kind of the the time of year when things are going on. So Fantastic Fest is going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, Armadillo Con just happened, and that was August 4th through the 6th. And then there was also Killer Con, which was 12th through the 14th. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff going on. Unfortunately, my broke ass couldn't get to any of those things, especially Fantastic Fest. I can never afford that. That is um, very expensive. If you can afford it and you're into film as much as I am and you're into the genres and you're in the Austin area or planning to be, go ahead and check out Fantastic Fest. It's one of the big festival film festivals in um, the, the circuits in the U.S. and Canada. So just a big shout out to the people who won different categories in KillerCon, two of which have been on podcast. Uh, Playground by Aaron Bordard won um, Best Novel, Best Novella, Plastic Monsters by Daniel J. Volpe, Best Short Story, Jakes by Bridget Nelson, and the Best Collection, A Bouquet of Viscera by Bridget Nelson. Uh, and then Best Mythology, The Camp Slasher Lake, Volume 1, edited by D.W. Hits and Candice Nola. So congrats to everybody there. I really hope that next year I'll be able to attend um, both ArmadilloCon and KillerCon. Uh, like I said, Fantastic Fest is super expensive. Um, I, I, 
probably won't even be able to afford it next year. But I'm hoping, who knows, tables might turn around and I'll be able to attend um, Fantastic Fest in 2024. So as you know, I do read quite a lot. I read pretty slow. Uh, but that hasn't stopped people from either uh, sending things to me to check out and read um, or reach out and see if I want to uh, read any ARC copies. So I'm kind of like knee deep in a lot of stuff, but I've, I'm pretty excited. I did finish Black Hearts and Red Teeth uh, by Daniel J. Volpe. It is the sequel to A Gift of Death. If you like vampires, I highly recommend checking out A Gift of Death and uh, Black Hearts and Red Teeth. I am super excited for the third one. If there's going to be a third one, uh, Daniel, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> the way that the uh, second one ends here, I hope we get a sequel soon. Uh, <laughs> he really he really knows how to leave you on a, on a cliffhanger. Uh, that wasn't a, a, a book that I, I have uh, read ahead of time or anything. It's been out for a little bit. The next book that I want to get into from him is Talia 2. Again, if you haven't uh, read the first one, go ahead and check those out. So yeah, if you like vampires, go ahead, um, check those out. And then um, if you want to read some more, um, extreme, pretty graphic horror. Go ahead and check out Talia and then uh, jump into Talia too. I'll be talking about that one. Uh, there are some other books that I have been reading, some that are out, some that are coming out. Both Mums Woods and Mums, which uh, written by S.C. Fisher, making my way through those. I have been reading them for quite a while. Thank you for being patient, Fisher, if you're listening. Uh, the next book that I'll be talking about uh, sometime down the road, I might even have him on the show, hopefully. What Doesn't Kill You is the second book coming out from Ken Broski, uh, and it's published by Timber Ghost Press. So go on over to Timber Ghost Press and uh, pre-order that book if you read the first novel that he had out. Um, if you're curious, that one is called The Beyond. Pretty kick-ass book. So go ahead on over, like I said, go on over to uh, Timber Ghost Press. Check that book out. Check the other things out that they have going on over there. Uh, they got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the next book, I just picked this one up and uh, she is going to be returning to the show. I'm super excited to have her on again. Uh, the Darkness Beyond the Stars is an uh, anthology completely edited by P.L. McMillan. So if you're into space horror um, and you want to read a lot of cool stories by various authors, go ahead, pre-order that one. Um, it comes out August 31st. It's published by Salt Heart Press. You can head over to the website and pre-order it, or you can just go directly to Amazon and look up The Darkness Beyond the Stars, an anthology of space horror. And it comes out on August 31st, 2023. So since I'm doing this show every other week, the last episode of Monster Summer is slated for September 15th. I'm almost done putting everything together for that one. But I just wanted to put this out there and ask everybody, is this a segment that you want me to continue down the road? Something that you want to see uh, more consistently or just continue with 
the uh, every other week for this on top of everything else or is this something that you want to see a little bit more um, and definitely just looking into different kinds of monster movies within the, like the, the different horror universes and everything yeah so if this is something you want me to keep doing uh, just let me know you go ahead hit me up on uh, either Instagram or send me an email at generic at gmail.com uh, make sure just to put in the generic podcast as your um, subject and uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, something else that I've been working on for this show. Uh, I'm still not quite sure how I want to present this one. Um, it might be a little bit different. Um, I, I am going to continue making content for this podcast, so don't worry about that. I'm just thinking about how to add a visual component to the show. I've had quite a few people ask me if I'm going to start doing something that's a little bit um, beyond just um, what I'm doing right now. Um, so the next thing that I'm working on is I, I actually have, except for the book about his cats, because again, I don't really care about cats. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the next thing that I'm working on is going through every single um, collection from Junji Ito. Um, so I'm scanning a whole bunch of images um, and I'll be talking about each individual um, story within the collections and then uh, I'm saving uh, the books that are just standalone ones um, like Uzumaki uh, it's just one story so I'll be saving those for the end so look forward to that and then I have some other stuff coming up as well. I don't know if it's going to be at the same time or afterwards, but I do know I am planning on doing my first giveaway. So if you are uh, into Junji Ito and you're interested in the giveaway, uh, keep on listening and look out for when I start talking about Junji Ito's work after September 15th. Super excited about this one. This is a nerdy thing here and I promise we'll get into uh, the films after this. Uh, so, if any of you know me, I, I follow me on social media. I've been posting a lot about um, a game that's coming out, one that you know, I've been playing ever since I was uh, a kid on the PlayStation 1, Armored Core 6. I'm still debating on whether I'm going to be streaming or not. That is a pretty big time commitment, and I still am at a point where the hours would be kind of at like weird times. It'd be more kind of like at the late segment of the day, somewhere in between uh, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. specifically, um, and only on a couple select days. So I'm still not sure if I'm going to do that, but I am very excited for that. Um, there's a few other games that I'm excited about, so I'll either I'll, at least I'll at least talk about them on the show, at least when they come out. Um, and then um, if anybody else wants to come on and, and nerd out about any of the <laughs> any of the games that are coming out, uh, just let me know. So um, yeah, that's all the different announcements that I have for right now. A couple different books that you can check out. Mum's Woods by S.C. Fitcher is already out, and I believe Mum's Witch is out by now. So if you want to go ahead and check those out, and then What Doesn't Kill You, Ken Broski, that is coming out next month in September. And then, uh, like I said, The Darkness Beyond the Stars, an, an anthology edited by uh, P.L. McMillan that is out 
um, at the end of this month on the 31st so yeah go ahead and check out all those books if you want to hit me up on PlayStation it's generic zero one it's the only place I, I play any video games at uh, it's generally pretty late at night so let's get into the first film of the show which you can check on Shutter Slashback oh my god are you okay yeah it was more just freaky that's true for grief, which makes me the meanest alien killer in the North by far. Guess we can't choose who we are. Stay alert! The other one could come any second, and it's got no injuries. This trap we're gonna set is really chancy because it requires bait, which I'm going to be. So that makes both you chicks responsible for me not dying. As if. Don't act so good-goody saying you're bait. What if I want to be bait? You guys sound like you want to be on to catch a predator. It's dangerous, okay? They're always using bait on those old pervos. Show's the best. So when I was putting this episode together, I started thinking about different films that I enjoyed growing up. And there were a lot of films that I watched that were pretty serious. There were a lot of very violent films. And obviously, Alien and Aliens are, are two of my favorite films from back in the day. But I wanted to take the approach of, you know, what did I watch as a kid that actually had a little bit more influence as to what I would watch when I got older concerning, you know, something that was a little bit more approachable, things that I wouldn't get in trouble for. And I remember watching one movie quite a bit um, to the point where I'm pretty sure it annoyed my parents. And if it didn't, I am very surprised. Uh, but that is none other than Star Kid. It's an adventure sci-fi film. It's actually out on Tubi right now if you want to check it out. Uh, it's from 1998. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's really not uh, a great movie, but it's not a bad movie. And that's kind of the thing that I've been trying to do here with these uh, monster summer uh, episodes. I want to put out some episodes where we're just talking about really good movies and other ones. I just want to have some fun and talk about some, some cheesy movies and some that are, are not so cheesy. So uh, that brings us to the first movie on my list. It's the 2022 movie. Um, it's a Canadian Inuit science fiction film called Slashback. And when I say this movie is cheesy, it's cheesy mostly because of the acting. It's not great, but the story is enjoyable, and it's a whole bunch of kids paying, pretty much paying homage to the thing. And I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this podcast has at one point in time sat down and watched the original thing. There is the 2011 version. I believe it's 2011. I have not ever seen that film. So I decided that after I was done recording this episode, I was going to go ahead and check that movie out. So I'll probably be talking about that at some point, but not today. Today we are talking about the movie Slashback and really how, even though it's pretty cheesy, I feel that... For a younger audience, this could really turn them on to the potential of watching or seeking out other horror sci-fi films. You know, they, the, the premise of this is that there's a whole bunch of kids that are, you know, just 
living in this very isolated town. Uh, and it really feels like in the beginning, it feels just more like a slice of life story until they all go out and they're gonna go shoot one of their father's guns and this little girl who's a, a, a sister to one of the three main girls that goes out decides that she's gonna go with them and they don't want her to go <laughs> so she sneaks up she rides her bike it, it's it's a very confusing film on some of the the points of how things work because they took a boat to get to this destination and then the younger sister rides her bike to get there so i'm really not sure why they did one over the other but you know we're not here to uh, pick the movie apart here uh so they they go out and they're getting ready to shoot the gun and everything and they come across a polar bear and they're kind of confused because they're like oh you know like what is it and it's off the distance which again is just silly because it's like you should probably know what a polar bear looks like if you live all the way up there but there's something strange about this one the movement is strange the way it's approaching them is very odd behavior for a polar bear and uh it winds up attacking the young girl and they go ahead and shoot it as they leave the, you see a little kind of like worm thing come out um, of one of the eye sockets and that's like the the turning point where something was weird it went wrong and then when they leave it gets even worse so uh they leave and uh one thing leads to another and uh, one of the policemen is attacked by the polar bear and he gets turned into one of these creatures. And it turns out that these creatures are really just a whole bunch of worms that go after living things and just suck their blood and reproduce. So the strange thing about this film is that it's not ever explained why these creatures are here, what they want. It's just that they show up and they are just trying to take over everyone and these kids have to band together while their parents are at this local town like meetup. It's like a, it's, I guess it's like a, a dance or jamboree party for adults. So all the adults have like their phones turned off so the kids can't uh, get a hold of their parents while these things are chasing them. However, they can get a hold of the police, but that doesn't work out very well. <laughs> so uh, push comes to shove and these girls retaliate against the um, aliens and thwart them one by one, fighting them off. And at some point, you know, after fighting a few of these things, they kill one, and that's it. <laughs> I'm serious. That's that is the the whole movie. It's like there's no rhyme or reason as to why these aliens leave. You don't get to figure out why they're there or anything. It's just like they they go ahead and they they kill a few of them, and then the aliens just decide to leave. So really, don't know uh, what they were there for, what they're doing. Yeah, but they use the skins of the victims that they take to camouflage themselves uh, not very well but enough that 
you know, it, maybe it would fool somebody if it was an animal, but, you know, when it gets into the human form, it is very evident that uh, they are not <laughs> human whatsoever. One of the things that I like about this film is that it doesn't, it doesn't run over time. I, I feel like it's as long as it needs to be, and it's a good debut film. So if you, if you want to watch something that's cheesy and you're going in and you're understanding that it's, it's kids that are in this film and none of them have ever acted before, as far as I know. So if you're interested in checking this film out, it's, uh, like, I, like I said, again, it's a 2022 film. It's 87 minutes, which is not bad. Uh, and you can check this film out on Shudder. So that's the first film. There's really not a lot that happens. It's just a fun kind of intro sci-fi film with zero explanations as to why anything is going on and some pretty bad acting. But it's entertaining nonetheless. And like I said, it's a good first stepping stone for kids that may be interested in horror and sci-fi. So with that, let's get right on into the next film. Rim of the World, which you can check out. There's a reason my mom sent me to outdoor camp. Oh, God, that thing's huge. What the hell? No, 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 don't touch it! It's still hot from re-entry. Oh, does anyone have any water? Good idea. Thanks, thanks, thanks. What? Give me a second. What? Wait, you're not seriously gonna open that thing, are you? There could be someone inside. No, no, leave it be, all right? What? I don't know what this shit is. Don't touch it. This is Animal Kingdom out here, bitches. So the second film on the list is Rim of the World. It's a 2019 hour and 38 minute film. It's PG. Again, another band of kids. All of these movies are going to be a small band of kids doing something spectacular. Uh, that's that's kind of the, the running theme of the films in this episode. So in this one, uh, there is a kid that gets sent to summer camp. Uh, he doesn't really want to be there. You know, his, his mom wants to, to have him make some friends. He's kind of a, a weird child. <laughs> I feel like a lot of us uh, can relate in one way or another. You know, it's either, either you fit in with everybody or you're kind of like a weird kid. Even if you're pretty cool, you just seemed weird. During his initial outing in this um, camp, an alien invasion begins, and he meets up with three other kids, and they're all trying to figure out what's going on, and uh, this space pod crashes into the area where they're at, and they come across this person who has this key, and they tell them that they need to bring it somewhere. They have this destination, they're scared out of their wits of, you know, the journey ahead of them and the fact that Earth is getting invaded. And the adventure is off. I mean, the whole movie is them trying to get through one predictable hurdle over another one. There is, is nothing that catches you off guard in this film. There are a lot of plot holes, which is fine. Um, it, I found it enjoyable. It's not great but it's enjoyable, and that's why I love these kinds of films, and I think 
As a kid, you know, you're not watching these films because you want, like, the tightest plot and, like, the thickest um, characters that you can think of as far as how they're written. <laughs> it's just a fun film. Uh, the alien designs are pretty cool. I did feel that it was kind of drawn out. There's a certain point where they finally get to the city and the place that they're supposed to be, um, or at least they think it's where they're supposed to be and meet up with the military, uh, and they're talking to one of the higher-ups in this group, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, we have, we have this key and we're supposed to go to this building and find this person, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll... I'll get you there, and of course, as soon as, you know, it, it seems like everything's hunky-dory, and they're out of the uh, hot water here, um, the aliens attack again, and the kids have to uh, band together and move on from there, because that's not going to work out. One of the other things that I like about these kinds of films is just, like, the outlandish scenarios that they put these kids in. I mean, the military has no chance. They have this uh, group of thugs that have no chance. Like, they they meet a guy who's in prison, and they have this argument of whether they should let him out or not, and the main character pulls this, like, super dumb Goku thing where he's like, oh, you know, like, there's a little bit of good in everybody, so, like, why don't we let him out? And so... Uh, ultimately, they wind up letting him out, and it comes back to bite them in the ass because they get ambushed by that prisoner and a bunch of his, like, ragtag crew later on in the film. So some of the highlights of this movie, it's shot really well, um, and the acting, as cheesy as it is, is also pretty funny. I think that aside from the stereotypes that they portray with one of the characters that is just super foul mouth. Yeah, he just lives up to some of the stereotypes and uh, I wish that he didn't. <laughs> and you'll know who I'm talking about uh, if you go ahead and watch this film, which I think you should, especially if you have some, if you have older kids, but I think these are like pre-teens. There's some range in there. Uh, anyway, this movie is, is pretty fun. I enjoyed it for the most part. And like I said, it's not anything that is going to blow you out of the water. It's not a great movie. It's not a bad movie, but it's there. <laughs> and uh, I feel like if I was a kid and this was a VHS tape, this would be another one of those videos that I would probably have watched so many times that the um, tape would begin to curl. That is the second movie. Go ahead and check it out on Netflix if you want. It's only an hour and 38 minutes of your time. So let's move on to the next film. Probably the cheesiest movie on this list. Kids versus Aliens. Okay? I 
think the aliens were using human skin to fuel their spaceship. I don't want my body to be alien fuel. I'm never gonna see my mom again, am I? We're gonna get this together. So to be fair, this next movie, Kids vs. Alien, I don't like to rate movies that much. And I suppose maybe I should start trying to rate movies and give them a fair rating. Um, if that's something you want me to do, let me know uh, in the comments, either on uh, Instagram or uh, just leave a, a comment in the, the section for the episode where it says, what do you think about this episode? Just let me know. This is a very middling movie. In all actuality, you're really gonna like it or you're not gonna like it at all. So the issue with this movie, and I, I guess the issue with most children's movies is the fact that at some point you go a little bit into the older kid territory where the acting is a little bit better, the story is a little bit more held together, and then you have stories like this that it's not trying to do anything other than just be a good starter horror movie for kids. Um, it's not a movie that's particularly scary. There's a lot of funny moments about it. There are a lot of moments between um, the antagonists where they're having to stand up for themselves. Um, one of the, it's actually one of the main line story segments in this movie. Um, so you have this one kid who hangs out with a bunch of his friends and they make all these silly movies, you know, they're just pretty much LARPing. And uh, his older sister sometimes comes and joins them. Well. She just so happens to also be attracted to the bully <laughs> of her little brother, which honestly is kind of how those things go. Um, so in the film, we see how the crush that she starts building um, towards this bully of a younger brother, he just doesn't care. Like he pretends that he cares, but it's really just so he can throw a party at their house and things start going south very quickly you know it's like one of those things where the parents are out so the kids will play you know and uh so everybody starts going to this party and people are like throwing up all over the place and silverware drawers and smashing stuff and spray painting just like being your stereotypical rager teen house party kind of thing and uh that's when these aliens show up is like right in the midst of all this other crazy stuff going on with these characters just from there it gets to be even more of a wild ride and again the acting is not this is not you're not going to get top tier acting in this film it's a kids film and most of the movies that i talk about <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now some are serious and some are cheesy. Um, I, I think that most of the movies, at least that I, I put on these lists, are at least somewhat enjoyable to me. Um, and if you don't like it, that's perfectly fine. Like I said, this is a middle film. Um, but I, I don't particularly like 
the way the aliens look, but I like the fact that they use a lot of practical effects in this film. Anytime you're using practical effects, you already have an A+. Plus. Uh, in my book <laughs> as far as it goes I mean in that in that realm um, so don't want to spoil what happens after the aliens show up um, because I, I feel like once the aliens show up that's really where the movie starts to get uh, more divisive and that's where a lot of people start saying that they didn't like the film for one reason or another but yeah it was, it, it's just, it's filled with cliches, <laughs> but it's, it's fun, and I enjoyed it. I, at the same time, when it ends, and it, I'm, go ahead, watch this movie, let me know what you think, but when this movie ends, I was kind of mad about the whole thing, and uh, I hope that they have a sequel. Um, this movie came out this year, 2023. It's 75 minutes. Um, it's rated TVMA. I could see this being on like the, the sci-fi channel during like um, back to school hours. So yeah, this is one of those other movies where even as an adult, you might be able to sit down and watch this and enjoy it. And you know, if not, it's 75 minutes. Like, you can't be that mad about it. So. Yeah, go ahead, give this movie a look-see, let me know what you think about it, and uh, yeah, let's move on to the final film, Super 8. movie that we have on the list is Super 8. It's a PG-13 film from 2011 sci-fi thriller. It's an hour 52 minutes long and I watched it for the first time last week. <laughs> I remember when this movie came out and uh, it was one of those films where a lot of my friends were just like, man, like you, got, you gotta go see this movie. It's amazing. And that's pretty much all I heard. I gotta go see it, and it's amazing. And for me, I generally don't do that. If those are the only two things people can say about it. I'm not somebody who listens to people when they hype something up, only because I know if I go and see it, I'm probably going to hype it up too much in my mind and be let down. And unfortunately, I can't believe I missed the opportunity to see this movie in theaters because it was absolutely freaking amazing. Uh, I don't care what anybody said about this movie, it's a solid like four and a half for me. There are some cheesy spots in the film, 
but all together, I really like the message that this film has. Um, I like the cinematography. I like the way that the characters interact with each other, and it's believable. It is it cheesy in the sense of kids doing some very just extraordinary things. Yes, uh, I think it's supposed to do that. These kinds of movies are supposed to do that. They're giving kids and adults alike a journey that they wish they could have when they were kids. Although this one, out of all the other movies, I feel like this one would probably be the most terrifying, especially, you know, with the whole train crashing thing. I mean, that was just really uh, sketchy. <laughs> um, so basically what happens in this movie is that these kids are trying to put together this movie and they're shooting it on Super 8 film. As they're filming, they want to film this train scene and the train starts to come by and they're like, oh, this is perfect. Like, you know, we can go ahead and film this. And there's this huge crash. This guy just in this truck drive up onto the train tracks and starts driving towards this train. Train runs into the truck. Somehow the guy survives, but there's this huge just derailment cars are flying everywhere it's like a soft michael bay film <laughs> just at this moment i mean the trains are going the train uh, cars are going everywhere there's explosions all over the place and uh yeah it's just pretty crazy so uh afterwards you know a couple things happen and, and they find out that there was something in the train that uh got loose and it's doing a lot of strange stuff around town you know uh the all the electric things are are going off and coming back on again lights are flickering there's all these like weird square cubes that um the military rolls in and they're trying to recover them and so there's this whole big cover-up story and uh they they come to find out that this alien was being transported and that the cubes are part of this ship and that the alien has been trying to put this ship back together so it could go back home and the humans won't let them um if you've ever seen district nine i don't know when that movie came out but i feel like it's sort of kind of the same plot not all together but the plot point of just an alien crash landing on on, on earth and it wants to get home and humans are just like, nah, we're gonna study you. And uh, same thing happens in, in District 9. So if y'all haven't seen that movie, go ahead and do yourself a favor. Go watch Super 8 and watch District 9. Um, and you'll, you'll see some similarities in um, some of the different things that are going on. So there's a few different things that happen, but basically uh, they find out all this stuff about the alien and the kids decide that they're going to try and help this alien get off the planet like that's going to be the safest way to de-escalate this situation regardless of what the military is trying to do because the military is coming and they just they don't care they're just going to lie about everything and try and cover it up and collect the alien and all the other stuff uh, that was dropped from this train and you know be 
gone. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty good movie. Is it long? Yes. It's an hour and 52 minutes. I don't know that it needs to be that long. I think that there were some things that were going on in this movie that just didn't need to go on as much as they did. But it doesn't hinder the film. So I can still sit down. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly sit down and watch this film again. Um, could it have been closer to an hour and a half? Yes. Would it have been as impactful? Probably not. So I, I would say that I, I saved this film for last because out of all of the films, this is probably my favorite. I would say that the, the second film that I like the most out of this would be Rim of the World. Um, super cheesy, but I, I still, it's, it's a good movie. Again, a little bit too long, uh, but hey, it, it was fun time. All these movies are fun time, but uh, yeah, Super 8 definitely takes the cake here. And uh, I like, <laughs> so at the end of the film, uh, when you're watching the credits, the film that they're trying to put together through this entire film before the um, whole stuff blows up with the alien, you get to watch that movie. And I just thought it was a nice touch because sometimes there are um, subplots to stories or certain things going on that seemed pretty relevant to the characters at least. Not so much to the movie, but to the characters. And when movies do that, when they have that kind of like, um, either like a recap, or uh, in this case, they have the film that the, the kids were trying to put together. When, when you have little touches like that in movies, I feel like it gives it that much more depth. It's not a movie just to, to tell a story. Um, but there is more to it in a sense that it gives the characters more depth. It makes them more believable and more relatable. And so I really enjoyed that, even though I know it's like an end credit thing, but it's, it, it was fun. So this entire film, Super 8. Yeah, I definitely should have watched this, this movie in, in theaters. So um, I really enjoyed Super 8. There are a lot of other films that came out around that time frame. I would say probably like 2006, 2007 to probably around like 2013, 2014 that fit the vibe of this film. And I think seeing this film now kind of bridges that gap that I've been feeling about that era. And I feel like this is probably the film that I, I should have seen. And now it's rectified. So super happy about that. Go ahead, check out Super 8. It's on Amazon Prime Video right now. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So a quick recap here. So we have Slashback, which is on Shudder. Rim of the World, which is on Netflix. Kids vs. Aliens is also on Shudder. And Super 8 is on Prime Video. And until next time, y'all keep being the amazing people y'all are.
allow him or his daughter in this house. I will not allow you to spend time with her doing projects or whatever it is that you do. That's it. I hope we're clear on that. We're not clear. What'd you say? We're not clear. You and I aren't clear about anything. We couldn't be less clear. Joseph, Just because Mom died doesn't mean that you know anything about me. You don't. You don't know anything about Alice either. She's kind. I'm not gonna have this discussion right She's now. nice to me! I don't care what she is! Her father is an irresponsible, selfish son of a bitch. You listen to me. I've got 12,000 people in this town who are scared out of their mind. They've got one person to rely on. It used to be someone else, but now it's just me.